One, there we go. All right. What's up? Michael Gebbin here. The time of the recording is before uh, Tuesday tune-up time, which will be on a Tuesday, 2-22 of 22. I love that number. I just started almost recording this at 4.44. I love sequential numbers, 3.33. Anyways, that's not the topic today. The topic today is going to be pulled from Reinvent Yourself, my man James Altucher. Um, got to work with him back in the day. It's where I got engaged when I flew to London to do a project for him back in uh, 2015. And so the, the topic is quality versus quantity, which is better for marketing. First and foremost, before I even read what's in here, I do believe that in my observation, um, most people, not all people, but most will have to go through a quantity phase before they ever even get to quality. And I think that it's, it's what at times can cause, um, there's so many shortcuts being shared today as if, you know, and we live in this instant world, Instagram, uh, you know, just instant, 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 everything, right? And so there's this aspect that we can shortcut learning and we can shortcut getting to being great at something. And I just, I don't believe that to be true overall. I'm not saying it's not possible. There's a lot of nuance to this. There's, there's you know, ways to accelerate the learning, but by and large, we've got to put in the reps. And I think that without putting in the reps, you'll never get to a place where you can potentially then, I mean, think about learning a bike. Everybody's going to learn to ride a bike at different speeds. How long are you on it with uh, training wheels? And then once you get the train wheels off, how long before you don't keep falling down? Right. And everybody are crawling before we learn to walk, you know, and falling down. And so there's this aspect of any given thing, how long is it going to take for you to be where there's kind of a law of diminishing returns, where you go from, I'm totally horrible at this, to I'm pretty doggone good. But where is pretty doggone good to like unbelievable? Where is that? How much, how longer does it take to that? And how discernible is the difference? But I do believe that we have to go through that quantity phase to get to the quality. But then once you reach that, the phrase, it's like riding the bike, can come true, where you can have, you can do less and spend time because you know all the nuances and you're going to be able to create something of quality by spending the time on one thing versus what I love, the kind of massive and perfect action. So let's just, let's just pull this open here for a second. Let me just do some reading here today. How Picasso produced 50,000 works of art. Barbara Cortland broke the world record. In 1983, she wrote 23 novels. She was 82 years old. Two novels a month that year. Altogether, she wrote 723 published novels. The last she wrote at age 97. When she died a year later, there were 160 unpublished novels still waiting to be published. Did people like her work? Well, it depends on what you estimate you use. She sold between 600 million and 2 billion books in her lifetime. Most of her books were romance novels. Was she creative? Was she an artist? I don't know if those questions matter. She loved doing it, else she would not have done it. And the people loved her work, else she would not have sold around a billion or so books. Is art a question or an answer? Picasso might know. He said, the less art there is in painting, the more painting there is. In other words, just do it. Leave behind everyone else's definition or else you will drown in their definitions. Why listen to him? He made 50,000 works of art in his life, on average two per day. 
Is being prolific a requirement of being creative? Not at all. Many great writers and artists have their masterworks and then they're done. Others are more prolific. Jimi Hendrix made around 70 albums before he died at age 27. I'm not going to read this whole chapter right now. We might cover this on, on multiple days, but Mozart composed over 600 pieces in his lifetime. Charles, Charles Schultz made 17,897 Charlie Brown strips before he died. I want to be like them. The cruelest thing is that blank page each morning to create something that never existed before completely out of nothing. People say everything has already been written. Everything has already been said, but that's a lie. I think every outline has already been written, but each human has a unique fingerprint. Just putting that fingerprint on an outline makes it yours, different and unique. And through practice and vulnerability, you make that fingerprint something others want to see. I don't know if there's such a thing as rules of creativity. I look back on the past 15 years. I've published 17 books, maybe two to 3,000 articles. And today I sit here and can't think of any rules. Fortunately, I can steal some rules and splash my own pompous interpretation on them. So I'll turn to Picasso and see what he has to say. And I'm going to leave that there for right now. But I think it's a beautiful thing because a couple things have been popping up recently that are reminders. I just saw somebody post about uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, and he did 900 wine library TVs before 99% of the population that does know of him today. And there could be people right now who watches this who doesn't know who he is, right? There's so many people who are hugely popular in little niche groups that most of the world does not know. Um, I looked up another guy. He was, I think he wrote the Dilbert um, comics and he has a thing, uh, Coffee with Scott Adams. And I was looking back. I love to look at the beginning because sometimes we see people and they're getting 15,000 views. They have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and all these different things. But especially if you go to YouTube, most, not all, you can go back and there's a little option to click um, most popular, newest to oldest or oldest to newest. If you click oldest to newest, you get to see their earliest uploaded first video if they haven't deleted it or removed it. And there's a lot who haven't. And so sometimes you can look back and, and see that, yeah, they've got their most recent video with 785,000 views, but their first upload was seven years ago and it had 40. Right Now, a lot of things probably won't have that little if they've gotten that big. People go back and watch. But this particular person, the Scott Adams, who has, I think, 100,000 subscribers, he's getting, he daily live streams Monday through Friday, and he has a few thousand people live on the live stream. And the videos, I think, are getting 15, 20, 30, 40,000 views, um, and sometimes more. But he did almost 200 videos of this same thing five days a week. And those first 200, most of them never broke 300 views. And so my question to you today is what resonates more. You can do things in public where you might not be great and people get to, to go along for the ride. And there might not be few, there may be very few on that ride in the beginning. Or you can just do a lot in private until you feel that you're proficient enough to put yourself out there. There really isn't a right or wrong answer. I know for me that I resonate a lot more with the imperfect prolific. You know, for me, it's easier to do what I'm doing right now. And not just easier, but more enjoyable. And, and quite frankly, um, I've brought him up a number of times recently, but this Alex Ramosi, you know, I recently just watched an interview where the guy literally said to his face, well, you, you, for, for, for doing YouTube for a living, he's like, first of all, I don't do YouTube for a living, um, but your videos suck. 
like in the sense of like the the lighting it looks like he's in a cave he's like the microphone's not good the audio's echoing and he goes i had an 80 this particular guy's got a lot of money he goes i had an eighty thousand dollar studio and it was a pain in the butt he's like things wouldn't work right and it became super annoying and then i didn't even want to do it and i thought is it better to do it and be like it is right now or to not do it at all and i think we have so many examples in this world right now of things to look at and we can always look and see the deficit we can always look and see our lack we can always look and see that there's others better and that we don't have the best camera and lighting and audio i mean i can make this look something that to me being my video background you know less than ideal right all of a sudden for those who can watch this right now i mean from this to this I mean, when I do the contrast, if you never saw anything else by this, you might not think it's horrible. It depends on who you are. But once I show you this, you're like, wow, that looks a lot better. I mean, most people would probably say this looks better, right? Now, it's like $80 in lights. It's not $8,000 in lights. Or some YouTubers and people have, you know, each light is $800 and they got $1,600 in lights. Like these, you could achieve this with a number of things. Uh, but these are two like $40 lights off of Amazon. So it's nothing super expensive, right? But at the same time, I had a DSLR camera that I owned for my video production company, and I had it hooked up. And more times than not, I couldn't get it to connect, and it drove me crazy, and it was annoying. And then it's like, well, I don't really, like, just like I said there, don't really want to do it. And so what's preventing you from doing it right now? What's preventing you from moving forward, making progress, being prolific, learning, putting things out there? sharing your voice, sharing your thoughts, sharing your writing, sharing your articles, sharing your videos, sharing your comedy, sharing your entertainment, right? What is preventing you? And what could you eliminate? What could you simplify so that you just do it? Because doing it is most definitely better than not in most situations that I'm currently talking about. And so, uh, and then over that time period, you can learn and you can grow and you can always improve the things, but start. There's no better time than today. And my mission with these daily jump starts is that something, what is going to be your click moment? When will it happen? Happen on this video, the next video, or did it already happen? I want you to have that moment where things click and you start or you keep going, or maybe even sometimes you stop doing something. Let me know in the comments what that is for you. What's holding you back? What could you simplify? What could you start? Let me know. Keep rocking, keep rolling. Michael Gavin, your mind mechanic. Tune it up, hearts and minds, one at a time so your ideas don't die in your hearts, your heads, and your hard drives. This is your daily jumpstart, Monday through Friday. Keep rocking, keep rolling, and I'll see you tomorrow. Talk soon.